Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A wide receiver room that did not have a single drop in the game on Sunday and one particular wide receiver that hasn't, I don't want to jinx anybody, hasn't dropped the ball the entire postseason. So, first, that was their first game of zero drops all season. Uh-huh. So that should just very quickly be acknowledged. That was the first time all year they went an entire game without dropping a football. But for the more important guy, there have been 23 targets thrown at Rasheed Rice this postseason. He has zero drops, as you pointed out. He was maybe the poster child for a little bit of the drop problems because his drops were more frustrating because you're like, but you could be so much more. Look at what you're doing if you could just eliminate that part of your game. I honestly, I think it's officially behind him. I'm not saying he'll never drop another pass in his NFL career. That's just silly. (laughs) But the early parts of the signs where you're like, man, is this guy going to have drop problems the entire time? And we were out here comparing like, is he Tyler Boyd? Is he like, hey, let's start looking for new wide receiver comps. Most of those guys were guys that held on to the football, sure-handed, over the middle, using them in every route. You need those guys to be sure-handed. I think the problems are behind him. Looking back, I think it might have just been a case of the Ips. When you watch him catch the ball, where does he catch it versus every other wide receiver on this damn team? Right out in front with his hands the way you're supposed to. I don't know what was happening with those drops early on, but I don't think that's a problem for Rasheed Rice anymore. I hear you. Drew's going to isolate this uh, the day after the Super Bowl if the if Rasheed Rice has multiple drops, but I think and it cost him a game. Or yeah, something. yeah. Oh God. Look, he, he's also making contested catches. I mean, th- there was a couple catches throughout this postseason. Really, really tough. Big time at the sticks conversions. Now, I'm not even talking just the obvious, which is hey, he's he's catching the ball in stride and he's getting 15 yards after the catch. But there's he been some had a really touch on that last game. Yeah, game. some really yeah, they got the holding call or whatever. Mm. I, he's had some really good contested catches. Actually, th- that is to me a much bigger deal than anything is that to answer your question about the drops and everything, it's the fact that now he's also making the really tough catches on top of it. So I don't know if it's confidence, maybe just more confidence in the league. We know he dropped the ball in college a little bit, uh, to say the least. Um, but I, I think some of it is, you know, you a feeling like you, you you also, like, in the NFL, he has shown he belongs. Like, there's no, I'm not saying he doubted himself, but, like, there's something to be said when you got all kinds of confidence right now if you're Rashi Rice, based on what you've done. You've shown in your rookie season you are the guy other than Travis Kelsey in this offense to catch footballs from Patrick Mahomes. So his production's gotten a little bit worse each game this postseason. The first game, obviously, he was awesome, as you remember. He had like eight catches, 130 yards in a score. He was incredible in that Miami game. Then it was like four for 50-ish in the Buffalo game and then like eight for 50-ish in the Baltimore game. So you're like, well, why is he getting closer? Why is everything pushing in? And I think a lot of that in the, the third game was because what we said, that he shut it down. The second half of that game, Andy shut it down. He had a 10-point lead on a team. He knew he could go to the Super Bowl. So Andy chose to take that 10-point lead and just go to the Super Bowl. I also think people are being more cautious with Rasheed Rice come postseason after that Miami game. And they thought for a little bit, "Eh, let's not let Rasheed Rice beat us. And they let Kelsey do his thing. And that was a huge mistake. I think for this Super Bowl, Rice is even more important than he's already been this postseason. And he hasn't had a bad postseason, okay? 20 catches, 223 yards, and a touchdown 
in his rookie postseason debut. I'll take that, man. No complaints here. What's that? 80, not quite 80 yards, 75 yards a game. 75 yards a game for Rasheed Rice. Now only one touchdown. Boo-hoo. I just think when I when I watch him play, he doesn't look like the kind of player that would have those problems anymore. And I remember how big of a problem it was earlier in the year. You and I were talking about whether or not he could fix it. It's going to be a problem his whole career. If it was going to be a problem, you know, like at what stage can we count on it? I like that kind of like Mahomes in the playoffs. If the mistakes lessen come postseason time, I don't even care about a drop in week four. Would you? Of course not. Step up in the biggest moments. Also for him, I think he's just gotten better as a wide receiver as the year has gone on. You talk about it's not just giving him more playing time, which everybody was asking for after the first five weeks or so of the season, but is coaching. This is where as much as everybody wouldn't be critical of the wide receiver coach here in Kansas City, there has been development from Rasheed Rice, and they've added more to his plate as the season has gone on, and it's been a great thing. It's a reason, a big reason why they're in the Super Bowl again is because – of what Rasheed Rice has done. I, I just think at this point, you know, we've had many conversations on what is he long-term in this league. And I'll admit, I, I said, you know, I think he is probably going to be a number two wide receiver. And I probably still, if I had a bet on it, would say that's what he ultimately is. But I don't know if we should put a cap on him. You know, I told when, when you, I, yeah, my ceiling's way higher. When we're seeing what he has now also done in the postseason in terms of can he actually be a number one throughout his career? I still think it's more likely he is a two, but boy, I, I thought the conversation in round week 11 or so was like, oh yeah, he's no doubt he's going to be a two, which is fine, but they need to go get a one. I still think they need to, I still prefer them to go do that. But if you told me that they got another number two next year and he had to be the one again, well, from what I've seen, I think he can actually be that. You know what he feels like? He, um, the way you're describing it's so funny because there's a good chance he could finish with like 1200 yards next year. That's like a 2005 number one. What he feels like right now is like if we were playing football in the year 2005, he's a number one wide receiver. The problem is the number one wide receivers we see in the league these last couple of years, they're like between 1,700 and flirting with 2,000 yards. Like I know Tyreek didn't get there. He got to 1,800 and led the league. But Tyreek finished with 1,800. CeeDee Lamb, 1,750. Amon Ross, St. Brown, 1,500. He feels like he's in that range of, which, by the way, 1,200 yards. That would rank him right in the top 10. If you're a 1,200-yard receiver, you are the same as Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs. That's a one. Like, I'm with you. I always kind of viewed him as a 2-2 where you're like, hey, put him with the perfect compliment. And you're there. That's where, like, and I know we don't want to get too far ahead because it's just in the Super Bowl. That's where, like, my confidence in what the receiver unit could be next year is sky high for the first time in years. Because if you draft the right guy, I don't even care what it is, but if you get the draft pick right, they're going to take a wide receiver. If they get it right, he's the same as Rasheed Rice. All of a sudden, you're looking at three guys with a potential of 1,000 yards. Sure. Not sure they'll uh, get there, but yeah. the potential is there for the first time in a long time. I hear you. Um, the, the the path is there, but as you know, I mean, we we for up until the draft pick of Rasheed Rice – the big knock was what? Can they, they can't, they can't find. So now it's like, look, and I got plenty of confidence in Brett Veach, but you know, for me to just say like, I, you know, the, the expectation is that they're going to go get another guy in the draft and he's going to be another thousand yard receiver as well. Like it, you know, 
maybe they've unlocked it. Maybe they're just now they're just going to be a thousand. Maybe, rookie, yeah. But yeah. maybe now they're just going to have a you know. There's no problem evaluating wide receiver talent, but I don't think you know, that's that's a big if still that they go and draft the guy that can. I don't also, think they're going to go find Puka yeah. next year. All yeah. of a sudden, also maybe. I think the, cool way, they did. the way things are trending now with the Charles Minnehue injury. If you want to know the truth, my guess on what pick this far out the drafting at 32 because they're going to win Super Bowl. Um, is going to be offensive defensive, tackle or defensive defensive lineman. Yeah, I think they're back to that. We'll see. We got plenty of time to talk about that. Don't worry. But I think it's exactly those three positions again. By the way, just like last year and probably most years for teams, offensive tackle. Which, by the way, some draft experts think there might go seven offensive tackles in the first round. So it's obviously depth. It's deep. They think there are seven guys who can go. Offensive tackle, wide receiver, defensive line yeah. every year. Sometimes it's corner. We got till the end of April to uh, to discuss that. Where the draft is in what Detroit this year? Is that right? I think, uh, I think so, yes. And this then, then it's year, in Green Bay next year, right? That's right, that's right. This year, wide receiver, you would have felt really good about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys that you would have taken were like what I'm describing takes place. Yeah. You're still going to so, need a veteran wide receiver in order to fill this out. Of course. Someone says, so is Felix a wasted pick then? No. No. When, when, think about even if they had, even if Felix next year is actually good, you would, a minute you could be out for two months at least. Chris Jones, this is under the assumption that Chris Jones is not back, by yeah. the way. Dana could be gone. Dana could you be, might be missing three or four yeah, defensive like they, linemen. They will need, I mean, they will need whether. More than Felix. Y- yeah. So, I mean, it's, that, to me, the, the drafting uh, defensive lineman in the first round is not even about Felix as it is just looking at the numbers and where they're at. We have plenty I'll of time. I'll tell you this, they can't take a project that. defensive lineman at 32. Yeah. yeah. We'll like, have, they, can't, they can't do the Felix and UDK Uzama move. They got to do the no yeah. project defensive lineman. If you're yeah. doing defensive lineman, they got to play like Karloftis did right away. We'll have months and months and months to talk about the NFL draft uh, in the end of April.